Can't we just this once enjoy a nice meal like normal people? No. You can't fool people into loving you. Want to bet? Somebody saves your life. They'll love you forever. It's like the old Chinese custom. They feel responsible. They'll write. They'll send birthday cards. Play it right. Even cash. Unless you let yourself get rescued by some busboy who brings down three fifty a week. So who's it gonna be tonight? How about you, hon? You feeling heroic? Uh oh, swatch. There he is. You and me, we're about to be friends for life. This week on the angriest episode of Gutter Trash Yet, we discuss David Heatley's My Brain is Hanging Upside Down and the movie Choke. Alright, and welcome to Gutter Trash episode 3. Alright. Yeah, we've, we've made it to the third episode. The trifecta. Yes, I'm Eric. <clears throat> I'm Jason. You uh, you sound sick. I am sick. I've been sick for like a week. Well, don't, uh, don't get too close to my <clears throat> microphone there. <laughs> Because I, I stick these in my mouth when whenever no one's here. <laughs> oh, that's what that smells. Oh yes, well that's and uh, that and love. <laughs> There's a lot of love in this room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I'm on the mend though, because uh, today it's just like a massive amount of snot flowing through my face. Yeah. And my my throat doesn't feel like you know it's been trampled on by strangers, yeah. which, it, which it has. Right. So that, that's over. So that's a good sign. Wait, it was actually trampled on by strangers? It, it felt as if that for about four uh, or five days, yeah. Uh, welcome to my, my everyday world with my constant sinuses and uh, allergy and asthma problems. So I don't like your world. Oh, my world sucks. <laughs> it certainly does. It's all snotty. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> uh, we're, before we talk about uh, our comic that we're going to review... Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've mentioned on the show once or twice about uh, Eric Kinnett, Eric oh, Kinnett, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, this past week the uh, his first issue of uh, the End League came out. Oh yeah, and I uh, bought that number three, number five, five. Number five. And I gotta say, it was uh, really disappointing. Really? Yeah. We sold out of it. Yeah. Well, I bought the last copy. Oh, uh, Okay. Uh, you know, I I love his art. I really do, and I really want to support anything that he does and. Uh, the End League has been getting a lot of praise like that I read online, you know, at least uh, the first four issues did. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll pick this up, you know, monthly. It's it's from uh, it's from Dark Horse, so I don't feel... It's from Dark Horse, and it's Eric Kennedy, an artist who I love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I feel I can put aside my whole wait-for-the-trade philosophy and support a smaller book by yeah, an artist right. I really enjoy. Plus, you know, the writer said that it was, uh, you know, a great jumping-on point for new readers. And that was the first Kennedy issue? Yep. Oh, okay. And who, who drew the other ones? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Screw that guy. Exactly. Whoever you are. Uh, <laughs> I, I read it, and it was just, 
it's more of the same. It's superheroes. It's it's not even very interesting superheroes. It's mm-hmm. just like, wouldn't it be wacky if we did this little minor tweak to a Superman character and mm-hmm. and look how crazy we are? Here's Captain America, but we just changed him slightly. Oh, and, right. and, uh, Instead of shield, he has an ice pick. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's well, Superman has the shield in this one, and right. it's. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was incredibly disappointing, and, um, the art even more so, and, and it's not because of Eric Canetti, uh, like I said, he, I love his art, and his art is great in it, but he'd be damn hard-pressed to tell because the coloring in it, it just didn't fit with his work, oh, yeah. um, uh, it was just really over-rendered, uh, and his style is very, very kinetic and, yeah, and very loose, yeah. loose, yeah, and scratchy, and uh, just that that perfectly rendered, you know, uh, shine marks and highlights, you mm-hmm. know, glowy things. It just doesn't fit with his art. You right. know, he, he needs a more flat, uh, almost animated coloring with with his work, and mm-hmm. like uh, his Iron Man series, the coloring in that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, this was just too too well done. It just didn't fit with his art, and so no, it was just the whole thing was kind of disappointing. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I read uh, that they changed colorist for I think issue six or seven. So oh, really? So they, they noticed the same thing? Or? Well, I guess the the colorist just one you know got a better job offer or something. I don't <laughs> know. But uh, the the first uh, colorist left, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll get better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just uh, it was just kind of disappointing right. to to. To pile on to the rest of my crappy week, you know, wow. the, uh, the, you know, the the one comic I was really looking forward to just kind of, you know, sucked. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and again, I love Eric Kennedy, and, you know, I can only hope for the best. And I hope that other people who, who do dig it, you know, continue to buy it, uh, you know, because I definitely want to see that guy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, make a good living. I know you're a big fan. I, <clears throat> I don't really have an opinion on him one way or the other. Um, that Watchman drawing is awesome. That's yeah, a yeah. screensaver, but I've never really, I've never really read anything that he's done. Yeah. Well, I mean, the stories, you know, for the books that he's worked on, they, they haven't really been all that great anyway, mm-hmm. uh, usually. He's worked a lot with Joe Casey, whom I, I dislike immensely, and so... You know, I read some Wildcats that guy wrote just because <coughs> I love Travis Chair's start. Didn't well, he write this? No. Oh, he didn't write this? No, that was uh, Scott Lobdell. Oh, that's right. What did Joe Casey write that I read because there was good art? Uh, Sean Phillips? He's the guy who worked with Joe or Joe Casey on Wildcats. Hmm. Um, uh, there's something else. The uh, it wasn't Godland. He wrote Godland, right? Yeah. It wasn't that. Uh, and there's something. Oh well. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just confusing Scott Lobdell with Joe Casey. Uh, could be. Uh, maybe uh, Chris Weston. Uh, the Joe Casey and Chris Weston did a Fantastic Four thing. Did you oh, read that? That's right. Yeah. The the uh, no no I know what you're talking about. Because I know you love Fantastic Four, and I know you love Chris Weston, yeah. so... Yeah, but it seems like something I would have picked up. Yeah. Man. Well, this is a mess. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> Fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're here to talk about a different comic, huh? And, mm. uh, it's, uh, My Brain is Hanging Upside Down by David Heatley. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a big graphic novel. Published by Pantheon. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's an oversized book. Well, kind of oversized. Not as huge as, like, uh... Like one of those Paul Dini Alatross <coughs> books, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, bigger than normal. Yeah, yeah, uh, hardcover. A little tall. A little tall. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna come right out and say it, that I thought it was a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I thought you would. 
<laughs> I really thought you would. Um, I had never read anything by that guy, except for, I think I had seen something in uh, some anthology, like Kramer's or one of those anthologies. But yeah. um, Oh, speaking of oversize and Kramer's, have you heard about the oh, new one coming yeah. out? Yeah, I was looking it's at like that 16 today. by 21, it's $125 or something like that. It's, yeah, 125 bucks. but man, some of the people in there, wow. I know, didn't uh, Dan Klaus do a story on it? Yeah, yeah. Chris Ware, of course. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure Sammy Harkham's in there. Um, I think, because, well, he edits that book, I think. So, yeah. uh, wow. I can't remember who else was in there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that online today. <laughs> That's crazy. That comes out in December, I think. You can get them out? I think it's going to be my Christmas present to myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the, yeah. the The book. My my brain is hanging upside brain down. Is hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, so I I just chose it because I noticed it was coming in that week and I was going to buy it. Right. And I had no idea. I, like I told you, whenever I first saw it, I was like, oh my gosh! Like I'd say at least at least sixty seventy pages of that book have like forty or more panels on a page. Yeah, uh, and, per and average. Yeah, and, and lots of words. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's quite an endeavor. Yeah. It, uh, you gave it to me last Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I started reading it that night, and, um, as of yesterday, I was just like, oh, fuck, I am nowhere near finishing this book. <laughs> I was, I wasn't even halfway through yet, and so, I just, uh, I, I read most of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I skimmed a lot. Uh-huh. Um... I read. I read every word. I was surprised. I, I actually was thinking the same thing. I was like, I might have to just you know skip some of it to yeah. in order to give it to you in time. That's a great Josh Middleton. Yes, it is. But, um, I liked it, but I, I like that kind of crap. And I realize, I realize, uh, there's this you know a special group of people that maybe I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm one of those people that like reading uh, other people's like. I guess insights on their daily life, their mundane adventures. Right. And he, he had a, he had a lot of those. Like it starts off the first chapter is sex. He's split into four chapters: mm-hmm. sex history, black history, mom, dad. Oh, there's five chapters. I'm sorry, his mom, family. dad, and then uh, kin. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, kin, his family. The, when it started out, the sex thing, like, oh wow, an autobiographical comic about somebody's sex life. Wow, right. That's yeah, so it's so original. original. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna like this. But once it got into the, the black, where he just, he basically he wrote a, a short story about every black person he's ever met. In his well, life. that's, yeah, that's uh, the first two chapters, Sex History and Black History. It's mm-hmm. every sexual experience that he has ever had from, like, age four yeah. on. And every single black person that he can ever remember meeting. Yeah, which at first I thought was, I was like, well, that's a really odd choice of a... Uh, you know, <clears throat> a topic, but it was kind of interesting to see, like, some white kids take on it, especially since he's obviously really into, you know, black culture. He's really into hip-hop. and Right. Um, there's even a little bit of a graffiti influence in some of his dream sequence. Oh, yeah, the dream sequences. Yeah, uh, dream sequences open each chapter pretty much. Just I really liked his dream sequence stuff. Uh, you know, I liked it when I first saw it, like in uh, well, the, the opening of Sex History. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I called it a piece of shit, and that may be a little unfair. Uh, I certainly didn't like it. Right. But uh, there were one or two... There were enough things happening occasionally mm-hmm. that would be like, well, that's kind of cool, or that's pretty neat. But for the most part, like, the the package as a whole was just too much. And it, it, it basically... 
it feels like you've known this guy for like 20 years now that you've read it. Well, that and it's like, I really wish I didn't know this guy. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag uh, this guy is. I, I think it really sort of nicely wraps up, though, towards the end where he, like, you know, because you, at first you see all this fucked up stuff that he's done sexually, like, I mean, yeah. with, with, you know, with everyone and anyone and, yeah. And, uh, and literally, yeah, everyone and anyone, yeah. and and then uh, and then you know the the his like meditation on on uh, his experience with black people, and then you're like, okay, you know, wow, I, I know him a lot more. But whenever he he finally starts telling me about his parents and then his his own wife and ch- children or child, I think he had more than one. He had two. Yes, two. Um, it's sort of all. I think it kind of wraps up, and you're like, wow, well, he really pulled it together and even though he's done all this fucked up stuff you know he kind of yeah but man he really could have just condensed a hell of a lot of it yeah you know i mean it was just it was too much it was just way too much i didn't need to know about every single black person he's ever met or every single (laughs) sexual experience he's ever had there's some really funny stuff in there there is some funny stuff but not all of it yeah and just a lot of it is just unnecessary yeah and just he's very thorough Incredibly thorough, and uh, like you, you did uh, your last issue of Veggie Dog Saturn, and like I critiqued it for you, and I pretty much almost said the same thing. You There's said it was a piece of shit. No, I <laughs> didn't say that. I, I called you a piece of shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I call you that every day, and yeah. I say thank that's, you, princess. That's why I keep coming back. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I, you, you know, you just had too much in that issue that, that I didn't think was really necessary. Right, and. And then you saw this. And then I saw that, <laughs> and it was just like, oh my god, 90% of this is unnecessary. Right. And I mean, I I like autobiographical comics, uh, I like indie comics, you mm-hmm. know, as it were, and, you know, I'm, I'm open to that, you know, I'm right. not the, the, the stereotypical comic fanboy, mm-hmm. you know, who, who only wants to read about, you know, Batman and then bitches <laughs> when, you know, whatever's going on right now doesn't fit in continuity. I'm not that guy, right. you know. It's like, Blankets is one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. It is easily the best comic I've ever read. Better than fucking Watchmen will ever wish it could be. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cypress. <clears throat> yes. So, you know, I'm into the autobiographical comics. This one was just terrible. <laughs> it, it's, uh, <clears throat> it, it is kind of drawn kind of sketchy, and, and there's, you know, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really rule out the panels, I don't think. But, uh... And I'm fine with that, too. You know, I mean, that... I, uh, mm-hmm. Who cares if yeah. the panel is well, no, perfectly I, straight? Oh yeah, I don't care about that at all. But I, but I was going to say it's kind of interesting that some, a lot of it's kind of sketchy, but at the same time, you know, he makes a lot of conscious decisions. Like you know, obviously, you know, the story about uh, blacks and whites—it's all black and white, you know. Duh, but but uh, all the sexual stuff is is like censored. He self censors it. Oh, that was weird. That yeah, that was something I wanted to bring up too. There's like pink. Uh, there's pink boxes look. over every penis in in the book, and there's like a thousand of them. Yeah, there's at least twenty per page yeah. out of a forty page yeah. panel page. Here. Yeah, it's like what eight hundred. Yeah, know. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, no, it's yeah. I, I guess I'm of the the theory that if you're gonna go ahead and go all out, yeah. go all out. Yeah. You know, uh, Exactly. Maybe he didn't choose that. Maybe his editor did. I don't know. There might be some law, too, about if there's more than a thousand penises in your book. <laughs> that it's rated X. Well, you know, you look at Japanese porn and, you know, the, the cock is always blurred out. Or, right. Yeah. 
Not that I spend, you know, 90% of my time looking at Japanese oh, porn right, or anything right. like that. Of course not. We've, the show has just gone downhill as far as our uh, mentions of porn and... Cocks. And cocks and... Masturbation. Yeah. Maybe we should, uh, nah, that's, that's who we are. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really liked it though, I really did. And, and I also like how, um, especially in the family stuff about his parents, there's a, there's like seven stories on a page and he like does like sideways and up and down and he just crams them all in there and right. it's, it's like they all have a title and then <clears throat> like a little strip of panels, like five or six panels. That certainly did break up the monotony of mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also like uh, the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, if the, you take the jacket, if you off. take the jacket off. There's comic strips on the front and back yeah, cover, yeah. even on the spine. Yeah, uh, I didn't see the one on the spine. He's like thinking about God, and it goes all the way up the, the top. Okay, but yeah, I read the front and the back though, and I mean, I I enjoyed parts of it. I really mm-hmm. did, but you know, I mean, it was just it was it was overload into this guy. It, it was a little much. Like, yeah. I think it would have been better if if this would have been. <clears throat> you know, like a ten issue series that was serialized over a period of like fifteen years. Yeah, uh, maybe. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you basically sit down. And you're like, what is this? And then, like, you read the whole thing. And you're like, you really feel like you've you've known this guy for twenty years. Yeah. I really do. And, and go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, I, I don't even know what I was gonna say. I was just gonna say, I uh, I, I was just gonna say, I really didn't expect it to be like that though. I expected it to be a little more. I don't know, sarcastic and weird. Like, I had no idea that it was going to be such a, like, here's everything I've ever done in my entire life. I thought it was going to be more of a, like, you know, just, you know, one of those books where... Oddball. Yeah, oddball. Like, like more Dan Klaus than uh, anything else. That, yeah. uh, (laughs) If it was any more like Dan Klaus, then I think he'd fucking be Dan Klaus. (laughs) This guy wears... uh, he doesn't just wear his influences on his sleeve. He wears it like a fucking second skin. But he break dances. Uh, who gives a shit? He's the only comic artist <laughs> I know that break dances. I'm sure others do. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure John Basima was a great break break dancer when he was alive. Right now, Paul Dini's tearing it up on the streets of Chicago. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we run into him. Yeah. But uh, oh man, yeah this this book is. I would say, like, Dan Klaus doesn't do a ton of autobiographical stuff, mm-hmm. and when he does, he usually kind of masks it with uh, fictional characters and just weird yeah. happenings, and he also doesn't detail every last bit of his life, you know, right. on the page. <clears throat> so basically, this guy is Dan Klaus without the wit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, that's harsh. <laughs> that is harsh. Uh, there is some stuff in there, too, <clears throat> that was so... Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to sound like uh, some some nerdy reviewer but he was so vulnerable uh that i mean there was this one thing that was it was so pathetic pathetic is a better word huh. like he there's one scene do you remember this one when he's uh it, it's in the mom section and it, he's playing basketball and he's thinking he said oh mom says if i don't cry at tonight's game she'll buy me the smurf village and he ended up crying at the basketball game <laughs> and eventually she bought him the smurf village anyway but i was like man that strip right there that that makes like Jeffrey Brown's comics look like Garth Ennis wrote them. I mean, seriously. <laughs> some of it was so, like, you know, just, you're like, why would, you know, he puts some he puts some stuff out there that's very, like, this is how weak I am, you know? Right. There, he, yeah, there's a lot of crying in this. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's just, it, it still comes down to it's a matter of, of just, there's too much. Yeah. And, um... Overload. Yeah. And, I mean, I like 
certain aspects of that, like uh, towards the end of the sex history one where he sort of starts detailing, like when he realized that he was a sex addict mm-hmm. and started going to group therapy and sort of rediscovered, you know, his faith. And, you know, I'm not <coughs> a, uh, a religious man by any means at all. But being a sex addict, you totally get it. Well, yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean, but seriously, I, I mean, him laying out his, his sort of redemption in, in that matter, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, like, yeah, that was good. I liked that. You know, if there was more of that and less of, you know, this is what I did on, you know, Wednesday, right. you know, August 30th, 1984. I made this mixtape with De La Soul on it. Right, yeah. You know, I will say that. <coughs> I, the, uh, the record reviews? The record reviews. I pulled out some of my old hip hop that I hadn't listened to in a while, and like towards the end of the book, I was I was listening to the tribe called Quest and um, some Roots and some Kid Koala while I was like reading it, and it really fit really well. I really did. I actually really liked those. I liked uh, mm-hmm. his, his his record reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it I mean it reminded me of back when I was into hip hop and all mm-hmm. that, and yeah, like a. Uh, I should, you know, try to track some of this stuff down, you know, because I really liked De La Soul when yeah, I was growing yeah. up. And, and they were awesome. Yeah, and um, and it was kind of, the reviews were good, too, because it's like, you know, he's looking back, like, 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the shit that he was growing up with, and, you know, still able to point out, well, this is ridiculous, but I love it because it's ridiculous. Right. And, and some of it, he, he just didn't like it all. He's like, this one just right. sucks. And he's like, what are they thinking? Right. <clears throat> so he kind of, yeah, he's not... He's not just, you know, uh, looking through it with, you know, Ruby, what do they, what do they say, Ruby lenses or whatever. He's not, right, right. his Ruby nostalgia. Ruby quartz lenses? Ruby quartz lenses. His nostalgia doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get in the way. <coughs> but, and some of the stuff in there, man, some of the, some of the sexual stuff. I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen so many autobiographical comics dealing with sex and relationships that... You know, I sort of hope I never see another one. Right, even though you write them, like, every month. I write them every month. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's why, because I, I, want, I want to, like, coin you want to market. Corner the market. Yeah. Yeah. But that's your niche. There's so many of them that, you know, like I, like I said, you know, like, when I started reading that part of it, I was like, oh, great, this is going to suck. But I think it just gets better and better. And I, and I will say the dream sequence parts, I think he, he recreates dreams better than anyone I've ever seen try to illustrate one. And I've seen a lot of people do it, like in that Rick Veitch did that Rarebit Fiends and, you know, some other people, but, I mean, they're very, like, he doesn't, he doesn't really tell you what he thinks they mean or anything, he just kind of shows, shows them. Shows you them, yeah. yeah. I don't know, uh, I find that a little pretentious. Yeah. I found some of it a lot pretentious. Um. I like pretentious. I know you do. <laughs> but, uh. David Lynch is one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, I really liked uh, the Elephant Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, <laughs> One of his least pretentious films. Exactly. Because I'm not that guy. That and Return uh, of the Jedi. Did you know he was originally supposed to direct Return of the Jedi? Really? I'm not kidding. But he was busy doing Dune, so they got, you know... Whoever. Whoever. Uh, Raul Julia, whoever did it. <laughs> I would know the name if I heard it. But yeah, um, uh, <coughs> but yeah, he, can you imagine? It would just be like a twenty-minute scene of a Gamorrean, a Gamorrean guard just like breathing heavy, and then they would cut to some Ewoks like uh, I don't know, like eating some sort of crazy bugs or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, it would be the worst movie ever. Uh, Noam Chomsky, that's who it was. <laughs> Noam Chomsky did not direct Return of the Jedi. I think he did. Or he at least uh, was the DP. Richard Marquand. Richard Marquand. Okay. Who basically went on to do almost nothing. Wow. Well, he didn't need to. He, he got so much cash. He did Jagged Edge in 1985. Wow. And Hearts of Fire, which I've never heard of. It's Joe. It's got Bob Dylan in it. What? <laughs> we, were, we were just listening to Bob Dylan. Yes, we were. Wow. That's insane. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yay and nay. We, <coughs> this is the first one we disagreed on. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was thinking that. Wow. Uh, we've, yeah. Uh, and so far, uh, probably the angriest episode we've done. Yeah. Since we, we both didn't <coughs> like the movie. <coughs> this is the sickest episode I've ever done. Well. They're only going to get sicker. Yeah. That's uh, that's our plan. <laughs> uh, I was talking about pretentious, though. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think, aside from the dream sequences, one of the most pretentious parts, I thought. And, I mean, he sort of, he realizes that he is uh, at certain points, but in the black history, when he starts hanging around the uh, the radicals and the, oh, the, the free yeah. Mamaya uh, group, the, the refuse and resist groups, and, uh-huh. uh, like, that was just, you know, here, I mean, it was just, here's this white dude who's hanging, you know, for all these causes, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he doesn't really seem genuine about it, he just wants to seem cool, and he kind of realizes it, too, and then sort yeah. of tries to distance himself, but just during that time, uh, yeah, it was just, it was it was he, too much. He really, he was pretty revealing, though. I mean, he, he, like you said, he even put that out there, like, look, here's what I did. Can you believe this? I'm right, an, right. I'm an idiot. I mean, he kind of, I don't know if it's like his diary, basically. Um, you know, he just put it all out there. And I don't think he's ever, I honestly believe he's never had an erection that isn't depicted in that comic. Probably not. <laughs> I mean. Well, sex history. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's so thorough, it's almost mind-boggling. I think. And again, it just goes back to there's just too much, and that's why I really didn't enjoy it. At least we can say you get your money's worth reading time, like amount of time spent reading. True. Yeah. Well, I didn't pay anything, so yeah. And yeah, it it was uh, not as much of a chore as From Hell has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least I can still see that From Hell is good. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say <coughs> From Hell is. Uh, Easily a thousand times better than my hand, my brain is hanging upside down. But, yeah. but I still I liked it. I really did. And I, I will read if he does something else. I'll read it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can always force me to with with the show now. Oh, but, nice. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, as of as of this book, if I were to only judge his work by by what's in that book, I would uh, not be a fan. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think his art style is very good or consistent. I think uh, there's there's way too much. I wish I was Dan Klaus. I wish I wish I was Chris Ware. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, geek love. You know, spattered throughout it. And, mm-hmm. um, it's what, what is that supposed to be on the back cover? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're looking at the back cover. It looks like <clears throat> it could be you're looking into a shower head. Uh, yeah. Or it could, it could be, be a cloud and it's raining down. Yeah. Or it could be... It could be... A yeah. bunch of sperm. Yes, it could be. I'm not sure. A bunch of... Not sperm, but semen. So yeah, 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 just semen. Yep. Just a, a shower of jizz. Like the stuff with his parents, you're looking at uh, the, the dad section. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, there's a lot of... For some reason, he did a lot of dreams in that one, uh, like from his dad's point of view or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, like his dad would tell him about a dream or something. Right, and... Uh, uh, but, I mean, it. some of it seemed disingenuous. Just, like, there's no emotional connection at all to his parents that, that I could get. I mean, uh, he, he's just... Oh, he's yeah. my parents. Oh, yeah, there's strips about... Here's every job my mom ever had, and every car my dad ever had. Right. And you're like, okay, this is gonna, this you know, you're, this is gonna come back later. Where you know, you're like, oh, okay, that was the job he was talking. You know, it just there's nothing. nothing. It just, yeah. He just tells you every job his parents ever right. had and every car they ever owned for no reason. I think I think what I what I just said there just sort of now sums up for me the entire book. There's no emotional connection at all. Right. Everything is so distant. And I mean, he shows himself like suffering heartbreak. And, you know, just, you know, going through inner turmoil and, like you said, just, you know, vulnerability and patheticness. Mm-hmm. But not a single time do I ever give a shit about that. Right. You know, there's just no no depth to it at all. And I think that's what really sort of kept me from, from enjoying it at any point. I, I can totally see that, but I think <laughs> I think his coldness, I guess, is what I thought gave it a fresh approach. Like, it wasn't too, like... You know, you didn't really get into you know his mind so much as you're just like this is the fact sheet that is this guy's life. It's kind of interesting, right. but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's not like you know, like I've read some comics where you know I get a little misty eyed towards right, him, like yeah. oh, I really feel for this guy, yeah, but <coughs> or lady, yeah. but uh, but this one, yeah, you're just kind of like wow, he did a lot of shit, yeah. and he wrote about all of it, and I really did enjoy it, but it was a completely different kind of yeah. uh, connection, I guess. Just like, well, I mean, like, uh, you know, James Kachaka, he does his daily <coughs> diary strip, but, you know, it's usually just like a one panel, you know, here's a joke. Right. <laughs> and, like, it, it's engaging and it's funny and it's warm and witty. And, and even when it's, even when those are sort of family circus esque. Right. You know, like his kids eating, like, you know, milk, even though he's lactose intolerant, you're like, well, well, this really happened. I mean, yeah. this is like, excuse me, this, this isn't like, some contrived cute thing. It's like right. this, this happened yesterday. This isn't Billy talking to his yeah. imaginary friend, or you know. Yeah, it's kind of adorable in a, in a genuine way. Yeah, and yeah, it just it, it lacked a personal touch. Uh, yeah. David Eatley, not not James Clotel. All right, I I'll agree. Yeah. I'll agree with that. But I still liked. It. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and like I said, you know, if he, he does something else and you want to choose it later <laughs> on, you know, I'll read it. Oh, I won't force you. No, no, yeah, you know, I mean. I want to be open-minded about, you know, like, I love the medium of comics, and I've always thought that, you know, I've always tried to remain as open-minded as I can about any kind of comic, mm-hmm. and I will read any comic that you put in front of me, you know, I don't care, well, except for Steve Niles, because he sucks, he's a fucking hack, but, uh, <laughs> but any other... what I'm choosing next time. Uh, 30 Days of Night, yeah. alright. That's weird, because I watched a uh, news story about Barrow, Alaska yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, about uh, the football team at the high school up there. They, they made it to the state championship. And they're all vampires. And they're all turns vampires. Out. <laughs> turns out they're all vampires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least the quarterback. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I've, I've read, you know, autobiographical comics, and I usually like most of the ones I read. And, mm. uh, you know, I read, you know, Eight ball, you know, every ten years when it comes out, mm-hmm. and, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, among my favorite artists are like a lot of the the independent people. You know, I don't just like, you know, Chris Claremont and, and John Byrne. And, oh, yeah. 
because because I'm from 1982 now. Oh, hell, yeah, Denny O'Neill, Jim Shooter, fuck yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I I like comics and I want to read a wide variety of comics because it ain't all just about you know, right? Muscle boys and capes and. and Tights. Still, yeah, yeah. It's like it's all that shit's fun, but you know, I mean, comics are are a medium, and right. it should be open to everything, just like movies, just like television, just like music and porn and porn. Right, right. Well, porn. Yeah, uh, porn. <laughs> we had to bring it back around. Yeah, the yeah. dirty side, the, the, little, the reach around, reach around, uh, the reach around brigade. That's my favorite series. <laughs> Number six was the best. Wow. Alright, yeah, that's uh, that's way too much into your personal life. I thought if I ever if I ever uh, directed oh, porn, <laughs> if I ever directed porn, I thought of a good title. It's it's going to be a gay porn about you know you ever see those old uh, like photos of of men working in the thirties like building skyscrapers and they're all right, like, right. they're sitting on those like girders like you know having lunch and yeah, yeah, yeah. like that towering over the city. I was going to make a porn that takes place up there like on those girders called sack lunch. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm not into the gay porn, so I probably I, wouldn't watch it. I'm, I'm not and I'm definitely afraid of heights, so I definitely wouldn't Ooh. watch it. Well, this will, you know, you know, cure you of all your fears. No, no, it'll probably just instill them. Scar you. Yeah, scar me for life. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of gay porn either. Uh, <laughs> I just want to direct it. fuck is wrong with you? Um, I'm sorry. It's alright. Uh, so anything else about my... I like the song. Do you like the song it was based on? Or the title was taken from? Uh, not particularly. I don't like the version with the keyboards. I like the version from... I think it's one of their live albums. Uh, I've only... Well, I listened to the, the album version yesterday. Just so I could... Yeah. Bone up on it. The, the Ramones. The Ramones. My brain is hanging upside down. It's better than the book. <laughs> and more concise. And more concise. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Ramone isn't telling me all about his life in it. <laughs> I remember <clears throat> when I was in high school, my favorite Joey Ramone anecdote. I was uh, in homeroom trying to, you know, stay awake and not not doing very well. And, uh, you remember Channel One, the kids' news show that was in, yeah. in high school? Mm-hmm. They had Joey Ramone as a correspondent, and he was like, they were like, let's go live to Joey Ramone in Kosovo or something, and he was like clearly reading what he was saying for the very first time in his entire life. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Joey Ramone is, only, is, is the news correspondent. Wow. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing else I can think of about that book either. Yeah, no, all right. Well, good, let's good job, David Heatley. Uh, do it again. Uh, better luck next time, David Heatley. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I went there. All right, so, um, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and uh, then after that is our movie review, and then we'll be back with uh, something about uh, what we're gonna be talking about for episode Quattro. Quattro.
spirit of full disclosure, much like the previous episode, we are recording this uh, at a separate time than we are the, the comic review section. That's uh, right. Because we went out on a field trip and we like reviewing the movies right after we see them. Yeah, fresh in our mind. Yep. So this week's movie was Choke, the movie based on the novel by Chuck Palahniuk. Palahniuk? I think it's Palahniuk. I think it's Palahniuk as well. Um, we saw it at the, the Neon, again, much like Burn After Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do enjoy that theater. It's $5 Tuesdays. $5 Tuesday is awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be a dollar cheaper or something, but it was like 2 or $3 cheaper. Wow. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, all the, uh, everything else was the same price, popcorn and drink and all mm-hmm. that. But I did notice they didn't try to upsell you on the popcorn. Or upsell me. I, right. I got a small, and I was like, I'll take a small. And she was like, here's your small. Yeah, but uh, you also got the, the smile and the nod and the thank you for coming and right. come again. And, oh. uh, and I got the, uh, what the fuck are you doing here in this theater? And uh, get the fuck out, you fucking piece of shit. Maybe you went to high school with that girl or something. Oh, I got it from everyone who worked there. <laughs> And I honestly don't recognize any of them, so they they all must have just sensed that I'm a major douchebag or something, and uh, treated me as such. Man. Uh, So, fuck you, everyone who works at the Neon Movies. (laughs) I hope you listen to this, and you can all (laughs) rot in fucking hell, and I'm really peaking. That one girl was cute, though. Oh, the, the one that smiled at you? Yeah. Yeah. The other one wasn't too bad, but, uh, yeah, the the one that uh, was serving up the popcorn was definitely uh, uh, a looker. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she could drive off a fucking cliff for all I care because she, uh, oh. she treated me like shit. <laughs> it's called good customer service, people. Use it. <laughs> oh. I can tell this one's going to be a good one. Oh, man, shit. I am riled up. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I really didn't like that movie. I I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I still liked it. But only so much as in, in the parts where you can be like, oh, yeah, I remember that scene from the good the book that it's the based on. The book is fucking amazing. It's mm-hmm. got to be... I don't get a chance to read very many books uh, with without pictures in it. I like the pictures. Uh, pictures are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, but this is one that I read uh, a few years ago, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And the movie is... It's it's like a, you hear the Counting Crows cover a really good Black Sabbath song, and you're like, man, I really like that Black Sabbath song. This should be good. I can sort of hear parts of that song that are, you know, reminiscent of the original, but it's just not working for me. Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to hear Counting Crows covered Black Sabbath. Very true. Well, I mean, uh, the movie... The movie has all the earmarks of, of wanting to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Everyone who's in it is great in it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, what? I didn't really... The, the Patricia, the doctor, I thought she was okay. Oh, she, yeah, well, she's not very good. But. She was kind of like... It almost looked like she was like reading her lines. To, okay, uh, well, let me put it this here, uh, this way. Uh, she was... 
everyone in the movie is is really good in it, except for her because I actually honestly barely remember that she was in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I really I like the guy that played Victor, uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, he's great. He's good in I would say almost everything I've ever seen him in, even in some terrible fucking movies like. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I know I recognize the name, but I can't place him anyway. Uh, uh, the, the the Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, that's right. He was the game show host. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and and I had I either just missed it completely or or just forgot that Angelica Houston, which I really like, and just Angelica Houston was yeah. in this movie. Yeah. She was good. Yeah, I was also kind of surprised. I, I mean, I knew she was in it, but yeah, uh, when you see her for the first time, I was just, oh yeah, she's in yeah. this. Yeah, she was really good in this. Uh, playing almost two different characters. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But the same person, just different Right, time. just different time periods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of flashbacks. And yeah, uh, like you said earlier, watching the movie and you're like oh yeah I, I remember that from the book now yeah and I mean it's been so many years since I've read the book that mm-hmm. you know I had forgotten quite a bit about it yeah it's been a long time since uh, I've read it and so watching the movie really just made me want to go read the book again yeah so I could remember it yeah but I really just did not enjoy myself I was disappointed for sure uh and once again I gotta say the the fucking Retarded Dayton. <laughs> what? I think I think you have a a, a gift if you're a curse. I, I, yeah, I you must. attract the loud laughing weirdos. Yeah, and it was and like again, it was like <laughs> laughing at parts that weren't very funny. Yeah, I mean there are there there are I would say more funny parts in this than there were in uh, Burn After Reading. Uh, like I laughed, yeah. I laughed more in this movie than I did in Burn After Reading. Mm-hmm. But Burn After Reading was so much a better movie. Oh, a hundred times better. Uh, but yeah, just not everything was funny in this movie. That everyone just fucking gut busting oh, yeah. guffaws. Yeah, there was like two people. <laughs> one one was in the row right in front of us. Yeah. Well, yeah. two of them were in the row right in front of yeah. us. The one on my side, and then the one on your side. Yeah. And there was one, like, in the very front of the theater, too. Yeah. Was that the... <laughs> the tennis player? No, no. Tennis player. <laughs> the, uh... Dave? Dave? From the, the Dayton Film Club. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he, he comes and go tell that story. That was pretty funny. You tell it. <laughs> he, this, like, right before the movie comes in, there's only, what, six of us or eight of us in the theater? Yeah. And this guy comes in and he goes, um... Uh... Are any of you, are any of you Melvin or whoever? I forget who he asked for. <laughs> he was there by himself to meet some guy he's in the Dayton Film Club with, and the guy dissed him, and he had to sit by himself. And he said, "He's like, well, we show up," and he made this announcement: "We show up every week." I mean, well, I do at least because nobody likes me, so they don't come with me. But every week he goes to a movie and then goes and. Since no one shows up, he goes and drinks in, into a <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> yeah, Poor guy. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but yeah, that was just weird. You know, if we had bigger hearts, we would have invited him over to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, well, it's a good thing I have just a, a pitch black piece oh. of coal for a heart. No, oh, I didn't think about it. Plus, it's your house, so I couldn't yeah, really do I it. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, if we, I think if we weren't coming here to to, to do this right now, uh-huh. maybe I, I would have suggested, hey, yeah, let's let's go talk go to a it. bar and, and hang out with this yeah. guy for a little. Isn't while. that what he said? He's like, I like. He's like, we like to go to a bar and kind yeah. of just talk about the movie. This, this mysterious we he yeah. kept referring to. <laughs> It's 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 the four sock puppets in his back pocket. <laughs> what did you think, Gertrude? What did you think, Sally? I loved it. He was an oddball. That was yeah. But yeah, there was the the one guy. I, th- I think it was the guy on your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, who. Uh, uh, I'm gonna spoil them. We can, uh, yeah, I don't spoil shit anymore. Spoiler, ah, fuck it. Oh. You know, anyone listening to this can suck a cock. Oh man! But uh, <laughs> uh, at the end of the movie, when uh, Victor uh, uh, sees uh, what's her character's name? Paige. Patricia. Patricia. I think it was Patricia. The doctor. Yeah, I think it's Patricia. When, when he sees that uh, she's got a wristband on her, well, he goes through the whole movie. Uh, I guess we should talk about the plot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sam Rockwell plays Victor Mancini, who is a, a med school dropout, sex addicted uh, douchebag, mm-hmm. as he calls himself. We've all been there. Yeah. Who uh, goes to restaurants and uh, uh, chokes uh, just to have people come and save him. So they'll hug him and so that's send him money. Him. Yep. Yep. And uh, basically, throughout all this, he, he sort of comes through a, a crisis of conscience and uh, tries to figure out a way to sort of uh, uh, better his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, at the same time, he, he's taking care of his uh, mother who's suffering from dementia, mm-hmm. who's, who's stuck in a, uh, an insane asylum for women. Uh, <clears throat> and he meets what he believes to be her doctor. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, at the end of the movie, turns out to just be a mental patient. Yeah. Who uh, walks around the, the the hospital wearing a doctor's lab coat. and Which they stole that from the Dream Team with Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Do you remember that? I've never seen it. One of them. I think it was Christopher Lloyd. Same same deal. Pretending to be a doctor. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so what the hell was my point? Because uh. Uh, I just ruined the movie. Um, he, he discovers that she's a patient. Oh, you're talking about the, the guy that keeps laughing and inappropriate. Times. Oh, yeah. That guy, yeah. Douchebag number seven. Right. So he, he's revealed. I would... I gotta jump around here. I'm a shitty fucking storyteller. No. But, uh... <laughs> he... I would assume that Almost everyone who went to see that movie was probably a fan of the book. Right. I mean, <clears throat> it didn't. It never got advertised anywhere. I oh, can't yeah. really see the movie or the trailer even appealing to people who hadn't read it. Right. Uh, so, when the reveal comes that she's a, a mental patient there at the hospital, he's like, <gasps> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, like, oh no, no." Oh. <laughs> Maybe it had been a few years since he'd read it. Because I'd actually forgot that. I knew that. Yeah. And I want to say that there's a part that they really left out of the the, uh, the movie, mm-hmm. which is that uh, she thinks she's an alien. 
Oh, really? Wow, I don't remember that at all. Uh, let's, uh, let's consult Wikipedia. I remember it's, I mean, it's been years since I've read that book, too. Yeah, it's been a few years, but, uh... When did that come out? Like, eight years ago? Nine years ago? Uh, 2001. Oh, okay. Seven years. 17 years ago. Yes. Um... Blah, blah, blah. Wow, oh. that, uh... I thought it was cool that the compulsive masturbator was wearing a Mastodon t-shirt, though. Yeah, I, uh, when, I, when he showed up in the movie, uh, I looked over at you to see if, uh, there was any, like, register for I like, me. I like Mastodon. I know you like Mastodon. They, they did the, uh, they did the, uh, the snack food theme song for, uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force the movie. Yeah, which I still haven't seen. I which, so. uh, we should, uh, make that uh, a movie to review. <laughs> Oh man, I don't I don't smoke weed anymore though. How can I watch that movie? Uh, because it's awesome. Because yeah. I don't smoke weed at all, and that's when I saw it. Uh, wow, this uh, plot summary for this book on Wikipedia really sucks. Well, it is Wikipedia. Yeah, fucking Wikipedia. All right, I've only read two of his books. I've read a uh, Survivor, which I think was better than Choke, even. Really. Yeah, I liked it better. I liked it, but I didn't think it was better than Choke. I think Choke is my favorite book of his that I've read so far. Really? I've read uh, I've read more than a few of his books. Uh, I've read, well, like four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's twice read, what I've read. Yes. I've read Choke, I've read uh, Survivor, Fight Club, um, and Haunted. Mm-hmm. And I read one of his nonfiction books, which... I like fiction, so, you know. I I bought a copy of Fight Club, but it's one of those things where I just, you know, I've never gotten around to because I've seen the movie and I love the movie, and I know the whole time I would just be imagining scenes from the movie. Yeah, because I read it after I saw the movie as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely, you see Edward Norton as the narrator and and Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden and all that, but... uh, I'd actually have to say that uh, the movie and the novel are completely even. Really? Like, there's extra stuff in the novel that they couldn't put in the movie, but they... uh, The movie is so faithful to that book that they are both really on par with each other. Which is, like, really rare when you see an adaptation. Right. That's true. It's like Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Like, those are both great. Yeah. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll put the Dust Brothers soundtrack on repeat and just read the book sometime. And yeah, there you go. It'll, it'll be like a whole new movie. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, pretty disappointing. I, um... You know, I, I did really want to like it, but, uh... You know, because I love the book so much. And maybe it was because I love the book so much that the movie just didn't live up to it. But I think that plays a part. Because if I had been like, what is this? It's some... Romantic comedy or something, Angelica right. Houston, and you know, and, uh, you know, it would have been kind of surprising. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, it seemed like everyone else in that theater enjoyed the fuck out of it because yeah. they were all laughing at these hilariously non-funny parts. Maybe they had <laughs> they had more beers than we did. I only had one beer. At the, I had no beer, so theater. yeah, maybe they serve beer at the neon. Yes, they do. You should, so you should go see Choke and. Just drink a bunch and you'll love it. Yeah. We're not talking to the audience anymore, remember? Oh, that's right. right. I was talking to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Maybe you'll love it. 
Uh, maybe I will if I drink a lot. I like the poster. We're looking at the poster. The poster's awesome. Uh, and yeah, I really liked the trailer uh, when I saw it. Mm-hmm. It made me want to see the movie. But uh, maybe I should have just stuck with that. The, yeah. Just the trailer and the poster. The trailer and the poster. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe the action figures and yeah, the yeah. chewing gum, but that's it. <laughs> Uh, did it seem to you like there was a, uh, a scene missing? Uh, I can't remember exactly what it takes place after, but, uh, it's like, huh? You mean, like, literally they forgot to run it? Or, like, just they left it out of the... Like, maybe it was just, like, missing from the reel that we saw? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. But, uh, it was, uh... Trying to think of when, like directly after what scene it was, uh, but then there's like a cut, and it's him in a restroom with a woman, and he's holding the beads. Oh yeah, the has beads. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, huh? And he gives it to her, and she puts it in a bag and walks away, and then it like cuts again. Oh, I see what you mean. And I didn't think that was odd because yeah. I was like, I was like, what, what's going on there? Yeah, but I thought maybe I was just dumb. I mean, like, I, that's the one thing I definitely distinctly remembered from the book was mm-hmm. that, you know, he gets anal beads stuck up his ass. Right. And it causes a lot of uh, chaos throughout the rest of the book. And they do sort of reference that towards the end of the movie. Yeah. He right. coughs, coughs one up. Well, you know, he, he shits it out. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> coughs it out of his ass. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, I didn't think about that. Maybe there was... Yeah, it was just like a weird disconnect right at that point. It's like, uh, there should there should have been a lead-up to that. Because I don't think... I don't think if you hadn't read the book, maybe you didn't pick up exactly what was going on yeah. there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is... Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, what, what's the deal? We, we should go demand our money back. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, also, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, because right. uh, we were we were so disappointed in it anyway that uh, we we probably want our money back anyway. And you were disappointed with the service. Yeah, exactly. Or, or at least the demeanor. Yeah, a bunch of fuckheads there working at the neon. No, oh. <laughs> except for that cute girl. Oh uh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Uh, speaking of. Uh, uh, Shitty things in Dayton. <laughs> oh, uh, I you know, I'm, I'm just I'm in ass mode right now. I'm in a very bad mood. And, okay. Uh, things have happened tonight that have just sort of pissed me off, and it's just all like, building, and I'm, I'm releasing now. All right. But uh, <coughs> one of the trailers before the movie we saw, and I, I feel like a major fuckhead for. Uh, uh, <laughs> ripping apart someone's uh, hard work and art right. and, and creativity. But I saw the world's most god-awful trailer at, uh, before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which one you mean. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, what, three trailers before? Uh, three previews? Mm-hmm. One, I didn't want to see any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, none of them looked good. Well, one was like uh, Rachel getting married. Mm-hmm. That uh, one looks like pretentious poop. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Um, what was the other one? 
Oh yeah, and everyone laughed during that the the Rachel getting married trailer too. Like like it was oh, the greatest thing. Ever. Oh yeah. Oh that dysfunctional daughter. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna cause some crap. <laughs> what was what was the third one? Oh man. It was the only one that had like the uh, the, the this preview is rated or is approved and uh fuck. Huh. Man, I cannot remember now. Wow, I can't either. Uh, I think this happened uh, during Burn After Eating. We couldn't remember, like, one trailer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's one trailer. It's the same one, probably. Maybe. <laughs> oh, it was uh, the one with Ben Kingsley. Uh, Elegy. Oh, yeah, Elegy. And, uh, oh, and Dennis Hopper. And Penelope Cruz. Yeah, yeah. I like Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I do as well. I like all three of those people. Uh-huh. Uh, two of them as actors. Mm-hmm. That looked, it was so boring, though, because half the trailer spent with a close-up on, who, is that Ben Kingsley's ben. head? His bald head. And yeah. He's not an attractive man. I know. Well, yeah, he's like, it's not attractive, and it's not like he was wearing some elephant man garb. Right. So he was like, half the trailer is just a close-up of his head, and he's not talking. And you're like, wow, I don't want to see this movie. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that that third trailer was... uh, True Nature. True Nature, which apparently is a, a locally produced movie, and, you know... From watching the, the scenes of the movie in the trailer, like, it may be an okay movie. I mm-hmm. don't know. You know. We didn't see much acting. We, we didn't really see much of the story. Right. Because we didn't see much of fucking anything except for goddamn text coming up one letter at a goddamn time. It's like watching the intro to Alien only, you know, Slower. during the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it was like five minutes long. <laughs> it's like they would show, like, a scene from the movie... And then it would fade to black, and then, like, words would fade up one letter at a time, giving you the plot of the movie, I guess. Right. <laughs> I I nodded <laughs> off. See, I feel even worse because, um... Well, I you, can, you know the guy. The guy that put the trailer together is Jason Wilson, yeah. who formerly used to own and operate Precinct 13 Video. Which was an awesome, uh, awesome uh, rental place. Yeah, And, and that guy, is, he's a great, super cool guy. He even helped me edit something I filmed once, and he, like, it was, hor- what I did was horrible, and he made it okay, you know, and I was, I was really impressed. And I'm just hoping that maybe they gave him these certain scenes, and they're like, these are all the scenes that are going in the trailer. Make it happen. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping because if he just like had free reign in the movie and that's what he chose, you know, right. is kind of disappointing. But I mean, the, the yeah, the purpose of a trailer is to make you see want to see a movie, mm-hmm. and like okay, we didn't like the 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 other two trailers. We 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 said we don't want to see those movies at all. Right. But at least those trailers were put together in such a way that. If we were into that kind of crap, right? Yeah. Then we'd want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this movie, uh, the trailer anyway, just uh, oh man, it was there was just no point to it. Like it, it didn't tell you enough about the story, and then it gave you too much about the story. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the one line because that, it lasted twenty goddamn minutes. The line that that guy. Had, ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock by who's that? Uh, Josh Middleton. Wow, he's yeah. great. Um, that one line that the guy in, sitting in the back of the car delivers where he's like, then we have to do something about it if she remembers. And right. It's just like, man, hit me over the head with a plot, please. Right, yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's like 
there's shit happening in like the the scenes that they show. There's like people getting shot and Running women through jumping through windows yeah. and uh, like people fighting invincible forces like on the ground and ghosts and zombies and shit. I don't know what the fuck a is zombie. going on. Whoa, I didn't see a zombie. Uh, it could have been a zombie. Could've it could have been, been a fucked up looking person. I don't know. Could have been a zombie. Because we didn't see it clearly, but it doesn't matter because every fucking two seconds there was fade to black, fade up words one letter at a time. Real slow. Uh, here's the plot, maybe. See, I sort of want to support it and see it just because it's made in Dayton. Just to, you know, get some sort of Something going in Dayton. You know, there's a lot of shit made in Dayton, and not all of it's good. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all the marbles That's for one. Oh, that was good. I liked. Uh, it. I liked all the marbles. Let's see what else. Um, uh, uh, there's got to be a shitty band from Dayton. Oh yeah, got it by voices. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like got it by voices. The breeders. I like the breeders. <clears throat> um, I like I like most Dayton music. Black actually. Wolf Fight. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I love those guys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they they do our uh, outro music. That's right. <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm being an overtly exaggerating ass, but yeah, I mean, you, well, you've previously stated you're in that mood. So. <clears throat> I really am. I'm just I'm I'm pissy. <laughs> I but it it did look like. If it wouldn't have said Made in Dayton, I would have thought it was a professional I really movie. did, too. Yeah, I will. it had great production values. Yeah. And like I said, the movie itself might actually be good, but mm-hmm. that trailer just... Didn't make you want to rush out. Exactly. Well, I'll see it because one of my friends worked on it, and uh, which I didn't know. I had no idea. Because yeah. I've only seen him once in the last year. I was at Kroger. We bumped into each other. <laughs> Actually, it was the night we went and saw Burn After Reading because, or the uh, night before, and I said, "Hey, you should go go <coughs> see it." Yeah. But he had to stay home and work on some shitty trailer instead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. See, I didn't even. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have recognized his name. I don't. I didn't know the guy by his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just knew him as the guy who ran or owned Precinct 13. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see. Once you told me his name, I didn't remember seeing it up there. I saw the director, yeah, uh, Patrick Steele. Patrick Steele. Yeah. Wasn't he in uh, <coughs> Typo Negative? Typo Negative, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it could be a different Jason Wilson, but I know he does video editing. Right. So he, this is probably him. Yeah. And he's a super cool guy, and I hope he makes a million dollars off that movie. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I wish them luck, but, you know, yeah, the the trailer did nothing to, to make me want to see it. All right. Yeah, it's unfortunate, because, yeah, I would love to support locally produced anything, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a locally produced something. Yeah, we yeah. all are, yeah. in our own way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know I get no support from anything, so... Oh. Uh, even those, even those shoes. Uh, no, those are some pretty crappy shoes. Oh. It's got like a big fucking hole in the side. Oh. And now uh, if I if I stand in the wrong way, it'll just like collapse my foot. That's not good. No, it's not. I could easily sprain my ankle uh, just by walking. So you need shoes for Christmas, is what you're saying? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, at least a gift certificate to uh, a clothing place yeah. so I can buy more than just shoes because I need some shirts and. Yeah, maybe some pants as well, and some socks. So if uh, my mom is listening, yeah, which uh, I don't want her to listen to, because I'm because you say naughty words. Because I do say naughty words, even though I learned them all from her. Yeah. Uh, in uh, two languages. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still feel really uncomfortable about swearing around my parents. As you should. Yes, yes I should. We're getting a, a bunch of different art this time around. Yeah? Usually we get like uh You have the best screensaver. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if there's going to be any uh, naked chicks this time around for you. But it's oh, right. see, I don't... I mean, you know, not that I would complain <laughs> or anything. I, I like the naked chicks, don't get me wrong, but... Man, is that is this sad? I started to say. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. I like comic art better. I really do. I would rather look at comic art than naked chicks. It's out there. You do with it what you will. But it's the God's honest truth. That's that's kind of awesome in a way. Yeah. There's I mean, Carl Kershaw right there. Carl Kershaw is pretty pretty fucking spectacular. I love him. Uh, but uh, I, I, I I Kevin Nolan. Yeah. I love Kevin Nolan. Yeah, yeah, again, pretty, pretty spectacular, but uh, I think I would much rather see uh, naked chicks. Really? Then look at this. Maybe it's because I've seen, so, uh, not that I've not seen so many comics. I was going to say, I may have seen so many naked pictures of naked girls over the years, but, right. but I'm, I'm sure I've seen tenfold comics. Well, I do have to say, I guess I should uh, justify what I, I just said. I, uh, I think I would much rather see... An actual naked woman than uh, pictures of a naked woman. Oh, well, yeah. And would uh, probably prefer comic book arts over. Over the one? Over the picture. Oh. Yeah. Or. How about original, like if you could look at original Kevin Nolan art or have, you know, a beautiful naked lady in your room, I'd go for the original Kevin Nolan art. That's tough. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a predicament. Wow, we're we're total geeks. We are. Where are those guys? I would go for the Kevin Nolan art. Yeah. Just to say that I, I've seen some up close. I, I would love to see, like, the ink work that he does. Yeah. He has such great line work. We're fucking nerds, <laughs> dude. We are. <laughs> we uh, should, uh, we we're should, doomed. We should just kill ourselves now. We're doomed. <laughs> of course, if there was a naked woman who was presenting me Kevin wow. Nolan artwork. Wow. That's like, wow, that's like a dream. Yeah. Man. Wow. About your fantasizing about Kevin Nolan artwork? I'm just depressed about my life. Oh, okay. I'm not. Yes, I am. <laughs> There's Brian Bolin. Wow. Okay. Well, I've got both. I've got pictures of naked women and I have comic books, so True. I'm set for life. Yeah, I guess uh, I do as well. So. Yeah. Uh, what more do you need? Uh, companionship, love. No. Emotional no, connections. Not if you have enough alcohol, which uh, I just uh, ran out. You, you drank the last beer. I drank the so. last beer. I guess I should just uh, hang myself in the bathtub tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm off to commit suicide, and, uh, and uh, I'll just gonna, close the door behind you when you leave. I'm gonna go <laughs> masturbate to Kevin Nolan art. Right? <laughs> Maybe maybe we're taking this too far at this yeah, point. Yeah. And, uh, should probably edit out the past ten minutes. Say, there's always the editing feature. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Thank God for that. Yeah. Thank God I, I can uh, be dangerous enough to, to work around an audio file. <laughs> uh, but then again, that's how disappointing the movie was. That we're we're talking about everything else. Yeah, but yeah we're talking about. <laughs> Masturbating to uh, there's uh, some artwork of a naked woman. Well, let's see, that's the best of both worlds. Uh, Who's that? Any, yeah, I have no idea. Jage Williams. That's oh, he's good. Yeah, I didn't recognize. That's Betty Page, right? Yeah. yeah. 
I was never into the whole Betty Page thing. Really? I never got it. Ah, I, I digs the hell out of Betty Page. I mean, I have nothing against her, but... Oh, you do? I've seen, you know, a thousand more attractive women. Uh, uh, I think you're lying. Oh. Uh, I think you're right. I'll, okay, I'm going to go through the list. <laughs> Should I start at a thousand or go... Uh, yeah, start at a thousand, count to one. Oh. Countdown. I'm kind of crunched sometimes. So All right, right then. Uh, just uh, the, the number one, then. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, forget it. <clears throat> no, forget it. Bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd say Sandra Bernhard, number one. <laughs> And it goes down the hill from there, so I'll spare you. <laughs> I used to actually have a Playboy magazine that had a picture of her naked in it. And I got rid of that thing. <laughs> See, there's another J.H. Williams with some sexy legs for Robin. So far, you killed me. Uh, I try. I'm trying. Uh, what do you want to wrap this up here? Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna <clears> take a <throat> short break. We'll be back in a minute with our picks for next episode. Sweet. All right. Oh yeah, I get to pick the. You get to the, pick the, the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I pick the comic. Awesome. All right. So uh, that was uh, our, our review of Choke and. Choke can choke on it. Oh, burn. Oh. You were you're thinking about that all through the movie, weren't you? <laughs> like, I'm going to use that. No, I was just hoping that uh, the, the employees at the Neon would all choke on oh, something. Oh, man. The, uh, the fucking retards who follow me to every movie would choke on something. You know, I haven't... Every fucking movie, man. <laughs> at least every movie you and I have been together at. There's always some... Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best description. <laughs> Man, the only thing that choked more than that movie were the Cubs last week. Oh, fuck you! Oh, oh you asshole! <laughs> oh, motherfucker, alright, I quit. Oh. oh, Jesus. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Me too, coincidentally. Uh, but I'll drink any free beer that's given to me. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is part of the show where we're gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about in the future. Oh, next time we're time traveling. Time traveling. <laughs> like, like Buck Rogers. Yes. 
<laughs> All right, uh, you picked the comic, so it's your turn to pick a movie. Oh, so okay, you may go ahead. Go. Well, I picked Ernest in the Army, starting starring uh, Jim Farney. Sweet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God damn it! No, got my hopes up. Oh, no, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. We talked about that movie, Highway 61, because um, the uh, the devil I don't know, yeah, that guy yeah, plays yeah. a great devil in the movie. But I, I found that the movie, the other movie by uh, the other movie that's starring Don McKellar, that he also directed. And uh, I've been wanting to show you, you know, show you that, right? Because <clears throat> it's it's interesting, it's different. All right. It's called Last Night. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I found it at the library today, so I tried to get it yesterday at the library. But excuse me. Apparently, Christopher Columbus discovered the Earth yesterday. Yes, as he did. And I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't run a movie. Yeah. yeah. So fuck you, Chris Columbus. Wish you would have stayed in. Fuck you, Christo C. Yeah. Uh, Amerigo. The, the founder of our state capital. Mm. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> but I went today, and uh, yeah, so last night, with starring, starring and directed by Don McKellar. Nice. Uh, you're going to be able to. We, it's the library, Renzel. Do we have to like uh, watch that? Like. Tomorrow before you have to return uh, it. Or? No, I think I've got. A, I think it's a week. Okay. So as long as I turn turn in like before they open next Wednesday morning. Okay. Be good. <coughs> can, you can renew it, right? Oh yeah, and, right, and right. it's it's always on their shelf too because you know because nobody else wants to watch it. Yeah, it's they, that horrible of a movie. Exactly, and <laughs> and on the cover there's there's no like half nude picture of Scarlett Johansson on the cover, so it's always sitting on the rack at the library. There's movies at the library with half-nude pictures of Scarlett Johansson. Uh, scoop. Yeah. On the back, she's in like another. I I only know because I saw this today for the first time on video, and I was like, "Oh, Scoop! That was a good movie." And I looked at the back, and there's this picture of Scarlett Johansson sitting by a swimming pool, and her swimming like all, yeah. you know, soiled. I love Scarlett Johansson. She's easy on the eyes. Yes, she is. I loved her since the first time I saw her in Ghost World. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved her uh, attitude in Ghost World. Yeah. She's like, I don't care about nothing. Yeah. I was like, that's hot. Yeah. yeah. She was awesome in uh, The Man Who Wasn't There. Oh. As Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. That's a great movie. But that's not one that we're going to be watching, is it? Nope. Last night. Last night. I look forward to it, actually. You've talked about it a lot, and I think I tried looking for it on Netflix, and uh, Netflix don't have it. Oh. So, fuck Netflix. Yeah. I love you, Netflix. <laughs> you got that, that love-hate thing with them. I do. I tried, uh, there's a movie out, uh, there's a horror movie that I love called Feast, mm. and uh, they, they made a sequel. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, the guy who directed it is, is getting more work because he's awesome. But there's no Henry Rollins. No Henry Rollins, but still, John Gulliger is the fucking bomb. And uh, no, fuck you. You're not saying anything because I'm going to talk about John Gulliger right <laughs> okay. now. John Gulliger is a fucking amazing, and it's such a fucking bum deal. What happened to him? What happened? Just. The movie Feast, yeah, he it was part of uh, Project Greenlight one year. Uh, okay. That, that Matt yeah, Damon yeah. and Ben Affleck uh-huh. you know, reality show. Showtime or whatever. Uh, it was on HBO okay. for a while, and then uh, the last season, which is the one that they did, Feast, mm-hmm. uh, was on Bravo. Mm-hmm. I'm going through puberty. Yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> 
but uh, uh, just throughout the movie, you're you're watching it, and it's just like you see just what an awesome director he is, and you see just like all the bullshit that he had to put up with, and the stuff that he had to fight for, and the fact that he put together such an awesome movie because Feast mm-hmm. is. Probably up there in one of my favorite horror movies. It was enjoyable. It was really original. Too. <clears throat> Did you see it, probably? Yeah, yeah awesome, so. awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, they they made a sequel, and it's like the well, they sat on Feast for like three years, like they never released it. It got like limited theatrical releases here and there, but like never any uh, major anything. Mm. And so it's essentially direct to DVD, and they sat it sat on it for like two, three years. But it's great. And so... But John Gulliger, who was just an amazing director, <clears throat> just didn't have any work after that. And he got offers here and there, but I guess nothing ever panned out. Mm. But he they, they finally, I guess, went ahead and did uh, Feast 2 and Feast 3 at the same time. Oh. Uh, so like, so like, that's going like to be eventually... Yeah, yeah. But, um... So, yeah, so I'm just glad to, to see him getting work, even if it is just more direct-to-DVD sequels. But. I'll check that out. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <coughs> I, I like, the thing I liked the best was it was monsters, but it wasn't, like, vampires or... Yeah, it was just, or, it was it was kind just, of original. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. monsters, yeah. Yeah, and, uh... <clears throat> and, of course, Henry Rollins is awesome, as always. He's always good. Yeah, but, uh... No, I've got Feast 2 uh, at the top of my queue, on my Netflix queue. Mm-hmm. And it's a very long wait, even though it just came out this past Tuesday. So, even though it's like right at the top of my queue, every time I return a movie, I get whatever's directly underneath it. Uh-huh. Because apparently everyone else and their brother is running Feast 2 right now. It. Which is cool, but fuck, I want to see Feast 2. I've been like the biggest fucking supporter of that movie like since the word oh, go. Yeah. I remember you were trying to get me to see the first one forever. Yeah. I finally, my roommate had a copy and... We were bored one night, and I just watched it. It was good. Yeah? Good for you. But, uh, alright. So, so last night. Uh, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um. I'm excited to hear what comic book I'm going to read. Well, you've already read it. Oh, sweet! (laughs) (laughs) I can take the week off. And I've read it as well. Um. My plan for this is, um. I needed to kind of balance the karmic scales a little bit, and you know exactly what I'm talking about right uh, now. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, over the summer, I managed to snag an advanced copy of a graphic novel, mm-hmm. and uh, on the condition that I'd write a review for it. And I read the book, and you read the book, and I never got a chance to write the review. Uh. And the book is already out. Uh, like, you know, this was, you know, supposed to be, like, pre, you know, uh, like I said, it was an advanced copy, so pre-reviewed, you know, mm-hmm. book. Uh, so, we're gonna review it for the next episode, and, uh, hopefully, like I said, you know, tip, tip the, uh, tip the scales of karma a little bit, yeah. uh, in our favor. Better late than never. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, we're gonna be reviewing, uh, you know, maybe I should find out the author before I say Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was it David Heatley? It's not David Heatley. Uh, uh, I apologize. I'm going to be on Google. Oh, Google, Google we're Googling. Google. You say yeah. that to all the girls. Yeah. I wish. I don't say anything to any of the girls. <laughs> neither. Neither do I. I just read my comics and <laughs> walk my dog. 
That's yeah. right. That's all I need. Sorry. There was a Newsarama thing on this? On a... On a... Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. It's my favorite R.E.M. song. No, it's a pretty... I hate that song. Really? I hate Shiny Happy People. I like I like R.E.M., but that song... Seriously, I would rather listen to, like, the theme song to any, like, like children's, uh, you know, uh, like Uncle Al, Kang, Captain Kangaroo type of thing. <laughs> I'd rather listen to the worst one of those than Shiny Happy People. Wow. That's, that's insane. I'd rather listen to the theme to Everybody Loves Raymond. There isn't a theme to Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. It's your mom's favorite show. How could you not know that? No, my mom likes, I think she likes Reba better. And maybe even my name is Earl. She, she loves both those shows. Which is a pretty weird combo. Yes, it is. Yeah, at least uh, at least it's not my mom whose favorite show is Dancing with the Stars. So, <clears throat> Wow. <clears throat> at least uh, you can hold your head up high when you talk about your mom's tastes in TV shows. All right, Mom. <clears throat> All right, so the, the book that uh, I've chosen, the, the graphic novel, is The Shiniest Jewel by Marion Henley, uh, who apparently is a, a cartoonist uh, who has a comic strip in papers, but I've never seen it, heard of it, or anything like that. It's not in Ohio, yeah. Definitely really not in Dayton, Dayton yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I was supposed to review this uh, a couple months ago, and I never got a chance to, and so... How did you get hooked up with that deal? Uh, this guy... I guess uh, he worked for the publisher, maybe for the marketing firm that works with the publisher, uh, made a post on Newsarama, uh, which I, I used to frequent. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I no longer go to Newsarama, so fuck you, Newsarama. Uh, I've, never, I've never once been to Newsarama. You're better off. You are better off, my right. friend. I am, I've gotten to the point where I'm severely limiting the interaction that I have on the internets anymore, mm-hmm. uh, just because... The internet is so fucking negative, and I need a little positive energy in my life. And, yeah. Right. Yeah, so that that's supposed to help me, I mm. think, hopefully. I don't know. That's the goal. Yeah. But anyway, this guy posted on Newsarama asking for people to review this book uh, as an advanced <laughs> copy, and so you know, I figured, well, yeah, it's not like I got anything better to do with my life, sure. You know. And yeah, so he sent me an advanced copy, and... Uh, I read it and I just never got around to reviewing it. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna uh, do that next episode and hopefully uh, make ourselves right with the world. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm still right with the world. I don't know about you. Well, <laughs> what if I punch you? Oh. Ha! See. Oh man. <laughs> that's that's what you get for uh, bringing up that I haven't talked about punching you. That's true. <laughs> The Shiniest Jewel. Shiniest Jewel by Marion Henley. Uh, so, if, yeah, whatever. Uh, Alright, anything else you want to talk about? Or? Uh, if I might, if I might get, can send me some medicine in the mail, I'll take it. Uh, Alright. Alright, we're going to head out then. And, make, uh, make like a baby and head out. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's alright. Every fucking episode? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Are you doing this on purpose to me? No. Bad timing. Uh, I never know how to wrap up these episodes. I can always say... Even no, no, you don't. Oh, God. What a great film. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're, uh, we're heading out for real now, so uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks. Guttertrash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, blog.seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at show at guttertrash.net, eric at guttertrash.net, or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.